Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. I will never, ever be able to compete with Philadelphia fans for their sick burns perna. Today's episode is full of sick burns, from Troy Aikman to Shannon Sharp to Washington's play on the field, but let me hit you with a man from Philly who was interviewed by the local news after catching children from a window during a fire. This is a man who just saved kids from a fire, and he has time to roast Nelson Aguilar mid-interview. I ran upstairs, and I was greeted with smoke. I ran back downstairs. By that time, the ladder truck was pulling up, and ironically, being my, one of my, ex, my old co-workers took the ladder off the, off the truck, raised it up, and was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. Wow. We was catching them. Unlike Aguilar. Maybe there was a fire, but that shit is cold. My man just started throwing babies out the window. Wow. We was catching them. Unlike Aguilar. Uh, yeah, I did just help save the lives of children from a fire. But honestly, I wish the Eagles were playing just a little bit better. Specifically, Nelson Aguilar. Nelson responded with class by tweeting, Thank you for being a hero in the community. Would like to invite you and your family to the next home game. Twitter, help me out and get me in touch with him. Nelson did have some drops in the last game, but also scored two touchdowns and had eight receptions. Regardless, this is the best thing we will ever see after a house fire. I've got tons of burns, the Bears demolishing the Redskin potatoes, Cam Newton updates, and more NFL stuff. Let's get sport. <clears throat> this is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football, that's good. Today's episode is brought to you by Harry's Razors. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's and claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. I use Harry's Razors because my neck fuzz isn't going to shave itself. Harry's provides quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade. And they keep prices low by cutting out the middleman and not with their razors. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. Please subscribe to this YouTube channel and also subscribe to That's Good Sports podcast on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. We are doing daily episodes of this show, but, you know, just for your ears if you want to check it out. Also, this episode is sponsored by MyBookie. Now, there is a correct way to find a head coach in the NFL. Mainly, take any of the young guys who used to coach for Washington and give them a head coaching job. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and Matt LaFleur, all former Washington guys, are currently all undefeated this season. Jay Gruden has yet to win a playoff game, and that's because he never had the distinct honor of coaching himself. Or maybe all of those other guys got a valuable lesson in what not to do and just do the opposite of what Jay Gruden does now. Washington was embarrassed on numerous levels during Monday Night Football, starting with the induction of London Fletcher into their ring of honor, as they spelled his name wrong. Who the fuck do they have in charge of that? Me? Washington also employs the coolest, I don't give a shit about this job guy. 
Here is the Gatorade man stirring the Gatorade with a sleeve of unopened cups. And now I kind of see why left tackle Trent Williams does not trust the Washington medical staff. Okay, uh, you said you sprained your ankle there, Trent? Yeah, let me go ahead and uh, I'll just grab my forceps so I can take a look inside your butt again. Oh, my bad, Trent. You, you said ankle. Let, let me get my stethoscope. I don't know what I was thinking. I'll, I'll listen to your ankle bones and then I'll take a look inside your butt just to be safe. You can never be too safe, Trent. All right, uh, yeah, we're gonna have to break your butt so we can reset it. Then I'll put a little Gatorade in. Have you had the Gatorade here? It, it, it will help your, your, your butt ankle heal faster, Trent. Now the bears worked the potatoes over pretty good. I'd say they scalloped them, but that's a little too close to scalped. Vernon Davis thought he was going to get his second old man hurdle of the season. Remember, he did that week one, but week three, prime time, he severely mistimes the jump like The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson in the beginning of The Other Guys. And there were so many bad plays from Washington to choose from. I can't tell if the no hurdle hurdle was worse than the pile leaping, and by leaping I mean slightly hopping fumble by quarterback Case Keenum, who also threw three interceptions to accompany that fumble. Congrats though, sincerely congrats to Washington receiver Terry McLaurin, for becoming the first player in NFL history with five receptions and a receiving touchdown in each of his first three career games. I'd also like to congratulate Terry on becoming the first player to demand a trade in 2020. McLaren said he'd have more catches and touchdowns this season, but since Josh Norman plays for Washington, he has to actually compete for his catches on game day. And when the hell did Troy Aikman get so cool? Did he just start not giving a fuck? I love him now, and when I was a kid, I hated him like Tom Brady. The Athletic Kansas City tweeted that Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of the games. Then Troy Boy RTs that blasphemy and said, Talk to me when, when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Also, Troy Aikman may have typed up the London Fletcher tribute. All right, it, it, is, it is time for mandatory Antonio Brown updates. Uh, so we're back to zero days without mentioning AB, but as expected, the Patriots did not pay him shit yesterday. He was supposed to receive $5 million on Monday, more than half of the $9 million he was guaranteed at the time of signing with the Dark Lords. He's expected to file a grievance against the Patriots to try and get his money. The challenge here isn't the viability of Brown winning the grievance, but simply for Brown and his legal team to remember what fucking grievance they are talking about. The number of unsettled AB grievances currently in circulation is said to be virtually uncountable. If the Pats were even considering paying AB, he ruined that with his Twitter binge Sunday morning. After announcing that he will not be playing in the NFL anymore, indicating that he is in fact the last person on earth to figure that out, he did something I almost respected. He called out the NFL for giving Big Ben a four-game suspension for two rape accusations. True, it is only fair AB get to have two rapes of his own to match Big Ben's and then only receive a four-game suspension. 
Brown then quote tweeted the Daily Beast, who published an article about the deranged Patriots fans threatening Robert Klimko because he broke the story about the second sexual harassment claim against Antonio Brown. That's right, crazy Pats fans started sending some pretty disgusting threats to Klimko in defense of a player their own organization doesn't even want. Brown noticed people were threatening Klimko and then quote tweeted that saying, system working effectively. (laughs) Well, we'll see if the system is working effectively, AB, because Brown was back in court today for the furniture throwing incident from last year. And now there's video of the furniture landing in the pool area where you can clearly see people lounging. But Brown's actually being sued for damaging his apartment in that complex and not paying for the damages. AB actually already settled with the grandfather and child he almost hit with his flying furniture. And I think it's safe to say AB will see the court more than the field for the rest of 2019 and not because he'll be joining the NBA. All of AB's terrible tweets from Sunday have been deleted, but you can still find Carlton's eerie Antonio Brown prediction from April, April, which read, What if Antonio Brown made a secret deal with Vince McMahon to become the heel of the XFL, and now he has to escalate to the point of getting kicked out of the NFL by 2020? I was going to tout that as a great prediction. But even an XFL spokesperson has already come out and said the league is not interested in Brown. AB is so far gone, the XFL will not have him. But out of every mistake AB has made, going after Shannon Sharp on Twitter may have been the dumbest. Just like 6ix9ine, AB might want to seek witness protection after Sharp roasted his ass on social media. First question I do have, uh, who would be harder to hide in witness protection? Antonio Brown or 6ix9ine? The correct answer is David Copperfield could make an entire circus disappear with less issue than the feds would have with either of those clowns. AB brought up the fact that Sharp was accused of rape in 2010, but failed to mention those charges were not only dismissed, but Sharp's accuser was actually stalking him and that she was ultimately taken to jail and evaluated by a psychiatric center for stalking Shannon Sharp. And that is all the AB bullshit for now. Former Bronco Shaq Barrett, now playing in Tampa Bay, already has eight sacks through three games. And because I too can count math, Troy Aikman, that's eight more sacks than the Broncos have in as many games. And we all know eight times zero is a mistake by John Elway. Shaq is leading the lead in sacks and is on pace to finish the season with 42.6. Now, just mentioning that incredible sack pace now guarantees Shaq won't even break Michael Strahan's single-season sack record of 22.5. And if you're new to football and didn't know, half sacks are counted when a player uh, sacks a bad quarterback like Jameis Winston or whoever starts for the Dolphins. Shaq Barrett has an escalator in his contract that pays him an extra $250,000 if he gets to eight sacks. He already did that in three games. Barrett is on a one-year contract in Tampa Bay, which means he's going to make roughly a billion dollars when he becomes a free agent this offseason if he continues. And I know of a team that's in dire need of some pass rush help. Steelers QB Ben Roethlisberger did have surgery on Monday night to repair his elbow. He will start rehabbing immediately, and doctors expect him to make a full recovery and be ready to throw more players under the bus by week one of 2020. 
Pittsburgh will need this because Mason Rudolph only completed two passes that traveled for more than one yard downfield on Sunday. The Steelers, of course, forced five turnovers against the 49ers, two by Minka Fitzpatrick, and still lost that game. And I was baffled as, as to why that happened. And now seeing that Mason Rudolph stat, I, I fully understand. Panthers quarterback Cam Newton has a Liz Frank injury and is doing everything he can to avoid surgery. That's the bad news. The good news is it's just a Liz Frank injury and not a Sarah Mike injury, which would obviously put his entire NFL career and ability to perform sexually in jeopardy. Kyle Allen has to play a real defense this weekend heading to Houston, so we'll see how well he does there and have a better representation of whether or not Kyle Allen is going to the Hall of Fame. And finally, the Dolphins made another dumb roster move this week. They cut defensive end Tank Carradine, who has been on and off the roster all season so far. I have no idea why you would cut the only player on your team who can sack Tom Brady with Tom Brady's own players. I already stated that this is the secret to getting to Brady. So maybe Miami feared keeping Tank would accidentally get them a win, tanking their tank by having a tank. My suggestion is whichever team is playing the Patriots sign tank that week, then cut him so the next team playing New England can do the same. First stop for tank, Buffalo. And that's all your NFL news for today. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram if you want to follow me at those places and talk about football or Liz Frank versus Sarah Mike injuries. Also, make sure you follow at WillKey6. He helps me write football stuff here, and he's worth your Twitter follow. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.